Hey, this is Russell from Band of Skulls. Hey, this is Emma from Band of Skulls. And you're listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood. Scott Wood. Welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. Today I'm sitting here with two members of Band of Skulls at the Commodore Ballroom as they set up. I would love it if you guys could introduce yourselves. Hey, my name's Emma. And I'm Russell. Hey guys, thanks for sitting down with me. So let's start with an easy one. Band of Skulls, where'd the name come from? Uh, we, we made a record. We've been a band for a little bit longer than this setup, and uh, we made a new record, which turned out to be our first, rec- first album. And we realized we didn't have a name really, and we decided to sort of rechristen ourselves. And it was all very exciting and frustrating for a week when we had to come up with something with a deadline. So that was it. 
And we just were happy to come up with one. <laughs> and then we just carried on. All right, this is Scott Wood. I'm the host of the interview show. You just heard Sweet Sour, the title track off Band of Skulls' new record. I've got two of the members of the band with me. I would love it if you guys could talk a little bit about that track. Um, Sweet Sour, uh, we had the main riff for this for, for a while, but didn't really know how we were going to use it or where it was going to go. So um, I think I remember playing it, jamming it out live when we first started writing after touring for a couple of years and it just seemed to kind of fall into place after a while. We tried a few things, but it, it, we knew it was going to lead the album and um, it's now leading the, the um, set live as well. So. Yeah, it was a um, yeah, it, was, it had a long gestation period. I think the actual idea was on we had it on the first record, and it was just there on the demo reel, like this unloved thing. So it always was on our on the cards to be something, and it ended up being the thing which, the song which defined all the all the, the heavier parts of this new record. And um, we always reference what we were doing on this one, and uh, yeah, it was the first song to come out in in North America and Canada, I think, and. Uh, you know, it's rock and roll. It's kind of heavy rock and roll, which is something that we all have a love for. So it's, it was nice to do. It's very free and uh, exciting to play. I read this great quote of yours where you talked about judging venues and playing your soft set for certain types of venues and harder songs for harder venues. Can you expand on that a little bit now that we're in the Commodore Ballroom? Well, yeah, I, you know, we look around and like this place has got a nice um, art deco ballroom, wooden floor. So us musicians, you know, nerds of music would be like well the snares are going to sound great kicking off of that and uh, the hitting, hitting the, the vocals going to work yeah. And, yeah yeah i like to hear my vocals off the off the mirror behind the bar at the back so that kind of stuff really and just a vibe but you know like we we'll tailor that as we go and and even during the set we, if 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 the venue's really sounding beautiful we can really play very quietly sometimes in songs and just if we feel like it and the, the best thing about being an old-fashioned band and not having any, not being tied up to any um, click tracks or backing tracks, as if we fancy playing it differently during the song, we just do, and it's very, it's it's exciting for us. And until keeps we it keeps it free live, definitely. Yeah. We have yeah. to change it every night. Can you talk about a venue that you particularly love or particularly don't like to play at? <laughs> I don't think most venues are pretty cool to play at because you know, you're playing. Live. You know what I'm saying, but like yeah. the way the room is built. Anything with a bit of history. We just did our theaters, biggest, yeah, theatres in general. I'd agree on that. Older places. We just did our biggest um, show in London at the Roundhouse in Camden. So that building was used to turn around steam trains. So it's round and it's just weird. And it's got these big steel pillars and iron pillars rather. And uh, yeah, just 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 knowing that you're playing music in this building that's been there for a long time. Just you sort of add yourself to the. The, the history, the fabric of it, and it's it's nice feeling actually. Hey, this is Russell from Banner Skulls, and you're listening to the interview show with Scott Wood. Take this ride and this
You're listening to The Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You've just heard Bruises by the band Band of Skulls. I've got two of the members of the band here with me, and I would love it if you guys could tell me a little bit about that song. It's me. I'm being, I'm being nodded towards. Uh, yeah, this song was one of the last ones we got finished for the record, and it reminds me of finishing the album. And we're up in Wales at Rockfield, famous Rockfield Studios, and um, it was the chorus that we did last. And, um, and, and it was just this sort of, it just came very naturally. And it felt like a little celebration. It felt like punching the air at the end of the, the what had been quite a sort of emotional roller coaster of making a record. So it was definitely the celebration moment. And I think we did the chorus of this song, and then the record was finished. So it was that moment. So it takes me back to that. Great, thanks. I read that Matt is following in his dad's footsteps, and he's a musician. And he actually emails you guys after shows with critiques. So <laughs> I was wondering if you could tell me the last one you guys got. I think he emails Matt really, and I think if a point is relevant for us, he, he forwards it on. But um, yeah, no, we've always been well trained and and well rehearsed, and uh, and having people like Matt stand around always helped us. I think he stopped us doing gigs when we were a lot younger, until we were overly ready. <laughs> so our first gig was like the most rehearsed school band in uh, Southern England. So when he stopped you guys and said, hey, you're not ready yet, how did that conversation go? I don't think you're ready yet. <laughs> okay, John. <laughs> um, don't yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah, thanks for having us. We were very polite young people, you see. Thanks for, we, we were rehearsed in their, in, their la- in their front room of their house, so basically he called the shots, so we were happy to take his advice, <laughs> just to have somewhere to play. That's so nice. I was expecting maybe a bit of Teenage Rebellion. Uh, no, that came a little bit later on, actually. Um, can't go into it. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm geeking out right now because you are wearing the sunglasses. That is so awesome. How come, Emma, you aren't wearing your sunglasses? Because I'm inside. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't be- I don't believe in sunglasses inside unless it's really bright. But that's my personal thing. So I just can't see. <laughs> so. um, I just woke up and I look terrible. Well, you'll never know, but I think I do. I think you look quite handsome. Thank you very much. All right, I would love it if you guys could tell me. Well, I'll come at it this way. So, Russell and Matt, you guys were in a band. You were a duo. You met Emma in art school. Can you talk about, can you talk about how you guys met? <laughs> it's quite weird. Emma was asleep, and I, I think I woke her up. It was one of those things where there's not much going on. It's really quite a boring thing. And it was like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> like, Do you like music? I think we were waiting for the bus or something like that. And then it was like, we were auditioning lots of musicians at the time, me and Matt trying to form a band. And Emma said she played guitar in a band and wrote songs and sang. And I was like, that's all the things we need. And, and it, Matt's family were very impressed with a, a young woman coming around rather than some an, another like hairy, greasy rocker <laughs> sort of cluttering up the kitchen. So I think it was all, 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 all good. It was, yes. It was. <laughs> Come on, if somebody approaches you on a, at a bus stop and says, hey, do you want to join a band? Not everybody's going to be like, yeah, I'm all in. <laughs> no, I think I'd met him before and seen him around college maybe. But um, I, yeah, I was, wait- I was literally waiting for a bus, pa- like passed out, sleeping in the canteen and talking about music. You know, you don't really think much of it when you're at college and you start up a conversation. It's like, oh, you're in a band, you know, cool. And you talk about it. So Little did you know. Little did I know I'd be here now. <laughs> So how did these guys convince you to make a go of it? They didn't. They just sort of said, oh, we've got a gig in two weeks. Here's a bass guitar. Fancy, you know, joining the band. If you like it, play it. <laughs> Emma, you could pick one song and talk about it. 
Um, I think I'll pick Navigate to talk about because that track, um, it's had so many different structures and, and it, we finally made it work towards the end of the session and I'm really proud of how it's come out and everyone had their part in, you know, in making it happen. So, um, yeah, it's, it turned out to be a kind of big, epic, beautiful beast. All right, so we're going to listen to Navigate by Band of Skulls. Everybody's back in town. Give me the armor and let me prepare. It can be easy or difficult to steer the heart stops death cheats death it's clear time and tide wait for no Oh, 
Hey, this is Emma from Band of Skulls, and you're listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood. All right, this is Scott Wood. I'm the host of The Interview Show. So Sweet and Sour is the name of your second record. I read that you didn't want to make this record about touring, and instead you veered in a different direction. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of about touring, actually. Um, yeah, no, I mean, we had, it was just, it was, it's loaded. It's our second album, and there are many, there are many pitfalls to, to sort of fall into, and um, we were just, we wanted to make a... A record that we were proud of, and I think we did in the end. And, um, and and the proof's in the pudding that the fact now we're playing it out live and it feels very natural, and the songs seem to, uh, uh, you know, go oh, into the set. The yeah, then they fit fit with the other record, don't they? Mm. So um, yeah, we're really happy. And now it's just about what we can do next. Really, I think we've got over that hump. I ask because I've also read other quotes from you guys where you're talking about writing beefier songs for bigger stages. So how does someone write a beefier song? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we, we doubled up all the amplifiers. We got bigger, a bigger drum kit. It sounds kind of dumb, but that's how we started. And uh, yeah, we just, it's more extreme really. I think like now and again, it's like how loud have we played before and how heavy has it got before and how far can we push it? And we've, tried to do that as much as possible this time around yeah so it was good I think just the natural thing of playing in bigger venues we were across the road at the venue itself a couple of years ago and stuff like that we probably sound checked a lot of these songs in that on that stage and now they're sort of ready to go and across the road here in the Commodore so it's very nice and okay so now you're in the Commodore and you're faced with perhaps next time you come back to Vancouver in an even bigger venue so what do you guys do panic a louder <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I, I guess we'll see that when we get there, but yeah, it's it's been a definite step up this whole American, North America, and Canadian tour, and um, yeah, it'd be exciting to see how this experience influences us because to where we got to at this point has been what we've done in the past, so this will be a new, an added experience, and we'll see what what comes out of it. I guess I don't know. You guys are on your second e- or your second record. It's called Sweet Sour. And the second record is sometimes hard for a band. Oh, it's true. You know, it's, it's ter- I mean, it's, it's especially hard if, if the first one's gone down well. I think you've you set a level, you set a bar for yourself, and then you start analysing yourself and thinking, well, how let's not do it wrong. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we had a few, we had a few, few weeks of um, intense 
sort of sessions and trying to find out what we wanted to do and but in the end it was all part and parcel of the experiences record and it's kind of got two sides to it as the title suggests and um you know it wasn't all roses but i think that was what made it interesting i think if it was all lovey-dovey it would have been boring if it was easy you just got to start worrying (laughs) if it's easy to write a song and finish it sometimes there's got to be something wrong (laughs) (laughs) you're such a pessimist there has to be something wrong no but uh, yeah all right i was reading about your first record you were talking about that one you had a little bit of an advantage because you were writing it for yourself so if you're going to compare your first record and writing the second record what would you how would you guys contrast the two yeah, I mean, for me personally, it was is is like that. You, it's writing with the responsibility of people interested to hear what you come up with, and which was no one on the first record until we went out and started playing shows. And uh, uh, and this time, yeah, I just yeah, I felt like a little bit more like that. It was more writing, f- yeah, in a less selfish way. I'd say that a less sort of uh, intimate way, just sort of thinking a bit about the bigger picture, really. Emma, I'd love it if you could weigh in on that too. Yeah, I think you go through, you know, there's different influences. You've had a bit more experience of life and especially touring, you know, you see a bit more of the world and, um, you know, things happen to you in life which you you have to take as inspiration whenever it comes. So, um, you know, it was it was a more personal record for me this time. But, yeah, there, it, it's thinking about what's happened to you and then what you're going to be doing and playing live, playing those songs live was definitely in all of our minds, I think, so... We're always, we're always a contradiction, so <laughs> yeah. yeah, we always have different experiences. With these. You guys are a nice contradiction. Well, thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, I really appreciate you sitting down and speaking with me today. I would love it if you guys could pick one song off your repertoire and talk a little bit about it as I bring up the music. We should probably do The Devil Takes Care of His Own, as uh, that's coming out soon, I think, over here. And uh, that was the song that we... Uh, it was a bridge between the two records. It had a lot of the sort of simple sounds of the first album, but had a lot of complex writing involved to make it happen, which puts it into the realm of this record. And I, I really feel like it's the song which, which glues the two bits of work together. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The Devil Takes Care of His Own by Band of Skulls. Thanks for your time, guys. Hey, this is Russell from Band of Skulls. Hey, this is Emma from Band of Skulls. And you're listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood. Scott Wood.
Take care of his own. 